Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, it's always about the people. My guest today is Julie Rome, Chief Marketing and Experience Officer at Party City, a very good friend of mine. We've been working for, together for years, and throughout her career, she has held leadership positions that have challenged and transformed how organizations think about and engage with customers. Now, during the pandemic, they invented birthday celebrations, and as of Wednesday, their shares jumped over 4%, so they're definitely doing something right. Julie, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, I'm not the chief party officer. I would, uh, <laughs> I like the idea of CPO uh, with party officer being the P, but I would probably have to share that with the rest of the uh, executive team. I think everybody considers themselves part of the part of the party officer gig, but <laughs> you, guys should all, you should have that on your business cards. I think that would be really cool. I do. Yeah. You know, I think that would be fun. I'll have to, uh, we're in fact, we're just redesigning our like salutations on them all. So actually it's a great, it's, I will go back to the team. We'll talk about it. It's one of my, you know, it's one of my very important jobs is to think about the salutation. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. You know, I talked about the stock being up, which is great. Um, everything's been really, you know, we've been in this pandemic for so long. Do you, do you just feel better right now? Is there a major kind of thing going on for you guys? Do you feel like, oh, we're about ready to have bigger parties? <laughs> we've been, look, we have, um, it would be really hard to be uh, at Party City and not to be eternal optimists because, um, you know, I started with Party City well, December of 19th. So four months before the pandemic hit. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, it's all pretty much a, a new leadership team. I mean, really 90% plus a new leadership team. And we all started right around the same time within a few months of each other. And uh, as you know, party and pandemic, not terribly synonymous. Um, and so we, you know, you know, that we've talked about it before, we just use the opportunity to, instead of just simply survive it, we, we wanted to thrive. And so we just took our transformation plan that we were building and we we just enacted certain pieces of it that we knew would be really important in a pandemic. And so from the beginning, kind of getting to your point about how people how we're feeling about the, about the party industry and how we think people are thinking about just celebrations in general. It's what's interesting is if you look at sort of the arc of the the pandemic and what's happened, it's the the customers, the people who are out there, just everybody celebration wise, obviously it was a huge hit to not be able to gather, but because, you know, it, people have birthdays, people have anniversary, like things. They things had graduations. Happening. I mean, this hit right when the graduations were started at graduation season. Well, it hit it, right before St. Pat's Day. Let's just be clear. It, like that on St. Pat's problem. Day. It was <laughs> yeah. on St. Pat's In fact, I had an appointment in the city on St. Pat's Day, and it was the last day we were allowed to go in the city before they shut everything down. I remember it vividly. Totally right. And so St. Pat's Day is a big party day, as you know. It was yeah. the eeriest thing being in St. and being in New York City last yeah. year on St. Pat's Day. It was dead quiet. I mean, nobody on the streets. And you know what St. Patrick's Day is oh, like. Oh, yeah. If, in New York, for those who don't know about New York, St. Pat's Day, of course, you see everybody walking around with green. Everybody. It's 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 the only Crazy. thing that's close to it is Santa Con. Santa Con is right up next to it in That's New true. York City. That's true. It was <laughs> super eerie. There's, 
it was yeah. just dead silent. Yeah. So, no you know, that was, yeah. it was a big, and you know, you think about it, it's a big hit when you think about our business is celebration and, you know, the biggest places where everybody throws caution to the wind, they, everybody was taking it very seriously as they should have, but it was, uh, it was very gut checking for us, no doubt in terms of what does this mean? And so we just had to lean in, we set up curbside, we set up same day delivery and, and that really helped. But what was really interesting is going, going back to the fact that look, people, people have, they have, they have celebrations that they want to celebrate pandemic or not. And so the virtual party became real. Your point about, I had a 2020 high school grad. So I had the whole virtual parade balloons and we just leaned into that and created kits and things to make it easy for people to do parades and decorate their yards and set up virtual parties and creating games. And then it was summer camps and we created itineraries so parents could create summer camps for their kids who now were home and now didn't have school during the day and they were home working and no place to go and couldn't necessarily socialize. So they, you know, we created the camp in a box with itineraries of things you could have your kids do. And, you know, it kind of went on and on. And it was funny because you saw then after the summer, I mean, you probably, you know, we all think about it. Halloween is a, is a really big season for us. And we were really optimistic because things were looking better. All the numbers were going down and it's like, okay, Halloween is going to be great. And then, you know, Halloween was, was, was decent, but then you saw November. And especially as we got to the, the holidays, people started to kind of be like, well, they're feeling better. They were gathering more than they should have. And then we, it was all like the numbers were skyrocketed back up. And so it became really hard to try to, you know, to try to predict where we, where we were going to be. And so we've been very cautious about the first half of the year. And so now with a vaccine and you see the numbers and the huge volume of vaccine getting out there and the percentages of people being vaccinated is driving a lot. What you're seeing in terms of, you know, for us, obviously we're always optimistic. So we're, we're ready to unleash at any second, but we, we have to wait for the, the customer to be there. And now with vaccines, we are really seeing a lot of, like I've coined the pent up party, huge. Like there are people's intentions once they get their vaccines are big. It's not only for graduation season, which is actually upon us. What's interesting is actually we saw this week a ton of searches, not necessarily a ton of purchases, but searches. You can see people planning online yeah, for graduation ready, and, but not ready right? to order until yeah they're they're free hey right. speaking of getting ready to party let me take a quick break and i'll be right back after this message c-suite radio hey we are back we're live casting on facebook and linkedin as i bring you everything about parties i got julie rome who is the cmo and uh, the experience officer of Party City, and she's joining us today. We're talking about all things party, but we're talking about all things celebra- celebratory. That's really a cool thing. You know, when I was at Eastman Kodak, Kodak was a very celebratory brand. And of course, I get, you know, Party City. I mean, you. I just think like you're ready at any moment. You guys have to be ready to like to party at, at any moment. Anyway, are you guys sitting in rooms thinking of ways that you could party? I mean, to come up well, with new kits or new things? Yes. I swear to God. So one of our biggest ones, actually, that you mentioned it, one of our biggest hits that we, you know, thought up, actually, I can't take credit. It was our chief merchant, chief commercial officer, but for New Year's Eve, created this FU 2020 
I, I, oh, I saw that. Yes, I loved it. I absolutely, I, th- I remember I tweeted this out because I thought it was like the coolest thing. Yeah. <laughs> for, standing for Forget You, Jeffrey, yeah, Forget You. Course, yes, yeah, but, well, um, that's what I would have said. Exactly. I'm sure that's what you were thinking. So yeah. the, the, it was great in that, um, you know, I'll give credit to my partner, Sean Thompson. He thought about it, uh, you know, early on with the rest of the merchant team and they leaned in and took a bet knowing that, you know, you know, as well as I do, you, you work for a big public company. You do something that's on the edge. I've done a lot of edgy things when it comes to marketing. It can, it can backfire. People can, it can go either expensive. way. Yeah. And you and I both, quite frankly, in our careers, we both had things that have gone, uh Oh, not good. You know, right. and I've, I've, I've been in those situations numerous times, but that's, yeah, that's, so but that's a, be- I would rather be there than never, by the way. Let's well, you, look, you know, the, the thing is, is that they, they, they are polarizing. They can go either way very much. Oh, yeah. I mean, Julie, I remember the biggest one you ever did was the lingerie bowl. You did the lingerie bowl. Okay. And by the yeah. way, the lingerie bowl goes on all the time now. And next yeah. to like what we see on like regular TV, it is the yeah. most ridiculous, like rated G kind of thing you could ever think of. But back in the in oh, two, yeah. early well, 2000s. I, by the way, I was reminded I did the Kodak thing uh, for the first season with Celebrity Apprentice and there was a porno star on it. Which, oh, you know, <laughs> And I had everybody coming out of the woodwork saying, is this the brand that Kodak wants to be associated with? Blah, 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 blah. Of course, now let's just keep in mind that we provided photos for those magazines and photos for those, you know, anyway. We all, we can all go back and I, you know, look, you and I are thoughtful people. We're business people. I think we're also very cognizant of trying to do right and not do harm and try to think through that. Sometimes it's hard to, grasp how people are going to react. But in this case with FU 2020, we want to be very clear. It was, you know, it was forget you 2020. It was, you know, we use CeeLo Green as part of it. And we had him saying, forget you, you know, kind of with the song. So we really try to lean in. But what was amazing is that people, we clearly hit a nerve in a positive way. We got almost no negative back. I mean, like nothing that we even had to respond to, which even in social media, you periodically have to like nothing. People really leaned in. It struck a nerve. They really wanted to forget 2020. And it was a reason to celebrate moving on. Do you think that's going to give you permission to do other ones like that? Yeah, I think you have to just, I think we just have to be careful. I mean, look, we're in the celebration business. We, we serve juveniles and children and, and we serve adults. Um, you know, we, we want to be, we want to be trend leaders. We don't want to be um, followers. You know, that's our role is sort of being the party um, experts or the celebration experts. And so I think it gives us permission to know just to be, be on the pulse of where our customer is and try to try to be there. And again, I have no doubt that we won't always get it right because nobody does. But I think what this has shown is that there uh, there's an appetite for doing something that's not always part of the norm, the usual, you know, and so being creative and being thoughtful. You know, I had a, a marketing team at one time with did something was really risque, almost the edge of vulgar. And they brought it was it was making its way through the system as it does inside of a big company. The CEO got wind of it, and and I of course killed it off before you know it kind of got to him. But he heard of it and called me up to the office and said, "Are we doing this?" And I said, "Absolutely not. This is why." And you know, here's our standards of the the brand and what we try to be. And it's you know, as you know, those things are deeply rooted in your discussions, and yet. Right. 
somebody was going for the cheap shot, the real quick one. And he, he made the comment once he says, you know, Jeff, it's real easy for marketers to go get a laugh or use sex in order to sell the product. He says the really great brands don't have to use that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. That's right. I think that's right. I, I don't think, I think you don't have to be vulgar and you don't have to go to those, you know, outside what people think of as tasteful. I think that's sort of it to be able to be, to be relevant. I think you can be clever and that's sort of why, you know, how do you, how are you clever inside of the, I think what is, what is socially acceptable. And as a public brand, that's our job. We have to, you know, you have to be, you have to be able to be there for the masses while still being uh, focused enough to not be generic such that you're irrelevant. I mean, that relevance thing is really the piece that we just try to to hone in on. And as we look at, you know, graduations and, you know, there's a lot of still the kind of the redos and the, you know, there's still a lot of the interest in that, that FU 2020, and there's a big challenge. What do we do this year at New Year's Eve for 21? And how do you clever? And what is it, you know, is it, it's in a positive way. How do you take something that's negative and you make it positive? That's also the other trick is there's so many things that we could be negative about, you know, in terms of using that as a theme or that, but we're trying to flip it on its end and be positive. And the other thing we're trying to do is really make it as easy as possible. And so we're really pushing and expanding in terms of not only the services. So we've got party planning services. We're working with businesses actually in setting up their parties and, and actually just ongoing services. You think about, have you ever gone by a dealership that doesn't have balloons flying, providing those kind of bespoke setup services. And then, um, you know, the other thing I think is really fun is that we're trying, we're really trying to lean in heavily on like these delivery. I mean, getting people balloons where they want them and when they want them, because balloons are impossible to put into a car. But thematically speaking, it's so influencer led right now. We've got a ton of influencers who are who are just so enthusiastic and we learn a great deal from them. I mean, some of the craziest things like there's these uh, cocoa melons and there's these crazy plush toys that everybody wants. I mean, this stuff is like being able to use influencers and then being able to get our merchants and being able to provide all of this merchandise, but in the realm of wrapping it into an overall everyday celebration. How do you think about every day as a reason to celebrate something is, um, is been really fun. And it's, it's fun because it's more than just trying to sell stuff we also feel a responsibility because our, our job is to make joy easy is to, is to be there to help people spread joy. Even when it's like, you know, we're talking about vaccine parties and things. If you could just send, instead of having to spend $25 to send and $25, by the way, would probably be a cheap, sad looking flower. Okay. If you were to send it these days, $25 of balloons delivered to you. Oh, huge. Huge. Yeah. Right? right. And so even if you just wanted to send, $5 of balloons to somebody. It, it AM puts a smile on your face. It makes a big impact because balloons are really inexpensive and it lasts a long time, like a couple of weeks. And so we're trying to lean into that in terms of everyday celebration, the ways that we can stay connected, because even once we all have vaccines, there's still going to be, I think, a reticence for people to want to kind of jump back into the way. I mean, I think a lot of people do, but they're, they're going to want to try to be a little bit more thoughtful. And so we're trying to find ways to help to be people to create that energy and that celebration mood in a very reasonable way. You know, you could send somebody a balloon every day, probably, and not have it make a big impact on your wallet, you know? 
five bucks a day. It's probably it's a Starbucks. It's cheaper than a Starbucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway. Well, speak, speaking about celebratory, I'm going to go celebrate. Let me take a quick break. I'll be right back. Okay. C-Suite Radio. Hey, everybody. We're back. This is Jeffrey Hazen right here with All Business with Jeffrey Hazen on C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much for listening in. You know, C-Suite Radio is now the world's largest business podcast network, and we are so glad to have our guest today, Julie Rome, who's the Chief Marketing Officer and Experience Officer at Party City. She's held a number of CMO roles, and she's also host of her own podcast right here on C-Suite Radio, too. So, And, you know, one of the few, few interviewers who ever made me cry made me cry in a good way. It was a very good way. Yeah, it was a great, well, we got into some really deep stuff on your show. It was like, wow, this was really exciting. It was fun. I I had an idea for you, by the way, on a COVID party. I thought you could have a COVID funeral, like to celebrate the end of it. But I don't think that'd be cool because of the death. And anyway, it's not a good one. Yeah, yeah. It's too close. It's too close. What do you think is going to be the next big shift in marketing? Ooh, that's such a big question. Um, the next big shift in marketing, I think, is already what we're doing. Well, look, it's already what we've begun to do is experience. I think I used to look at marketing probably the way you did as big M marketing being, um, you know, all things advertising and marketing strategy, brand management, communications. I think experience trumps all of that now. And I put experience above marketing, actually, marketing and all of the things that we traditionally thought about as marketing as a lever for experience. And why, why I say that is because everything manifests from the customer journey. So what, what is the customer? And it could, this is whether you're BSC or B2B, what is the customer's journey and what are their, what are their pain points from the moment of inspiration to what they want to do to planning to execution um, all the way through to the end, the, the cleanup and the thank you and the posting and the social media understanding that journey end to end and looking at all the pain points that occur there or the number of steps that have to happen to allow certain things to happen. It's really, it's really focused on that. Where can you come into that journey? How do you think about that and all the different touch points and places that all the different elements of marketing support? And that is in all the traditional ways that we think about marketing, as well as the things that we have in the commerce and the the social commerce and you know the, the traditional retail commerce, et cetera. So, so for me, I think it's here. I think it's just a matter of time before all companies start to think about looking at the experience and the customer journey as the, and I don't mean the emotional journey, I mean the quantitative journey as as the outline for uh, the growth, the growth path. And it, it touches everything, IT, supply chain, operations, the whole thing. Hey, I tell you what, they have a saying in sales, it's all about the relationship and marketing. It is all about the experience, and that's how you do it. To quote the Colonel, the Colonel Sanders, don't mess with the gravy. That's the secret recipe right there. <laughs> we learned it from Julie Rome, a Chief Marketing Officer and Experience Officer at Party City. Julie, thanks so very much for being a part of All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. Thanks, Jeff. Nice to always see you. Thank you for having me. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned and what I learned today was not waiting. 
That was one of the cool things I learned from Julie is they're not waiting for customers to come in. Did you hear what she had to say about them putting together services around parties, deliveries around parties, doing it for businesses, doing it in a way that would bring attention and be celebratory for businesses? So not only you would think Party City was a consumer business, which it primarily has been, but now they're also making a B2B business. And I thought that was kind of interesting. See, market extensions are everywhere where if you just start to think about it and start to remember the core of what your business is all about might be different than what you really think it is. That's what I learned right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.